Hello everybody to Armchair Critic and it's Andrew here, your host, and we'll launch straight into it. Special praise to the Roosters. Uh, They keep on winning uh, with their long injury list. Uh, Apart from their hiccup to the Broncos, they seem to just keep on winning. Um, But when will it burst? When will it start having effect? I believe near the end of the season, because it's going to be a long season, but also when they possibly take on the stronger sides like the Eels, Panthers, Sydney City, Rabbitohs and Melbourne Storm. I think that's when it will start to hit them, this long injury list. Um, but also, it, while it's a good thing they keep on winning, sure like shows the haves and the haves-nots of the competition. You look at the other side of the spectrum like the Sharks, Cowboys, West Tigers, Broncos, they would struggle if they had an injury list like this. So, uh, yeah, special praise to the Roosters, but I think it will start. It'll be interesting to see when it starts taking effect. Okay, uh, should Israel... Let's get on to... Should Israel Folau be allowed to come back? Uh, yes, I believe he should. Uh, basically, there's a thing called freedom of speech in Australia, and... I don't see any problem with it. His views are his views, and he said what he said in a in a church uh, where he's doing a sermon sort of thing, and I don't see any problem with that. If you're going to film someone in the church, I don't see any problem, and it shouldn't have been filmed. Uh, mind you, his things that he wrote on uh, Instagram... I don't agree with, but as I said, there's a thing called freedom of speech. It seems you don't agree with something, you're just instantly blacklisted in this country. So, yes, he should be allowed to come back. Of course, he's got to clear the hurdles with Catalan Dragons uh, also. Um, he's sort of like legal, he's looking at legal, launching legal action. Um, but as I said, he's contracted to the Catalan Dragons, so he's got to get released from them first. Okay, let's get on to. Uh, Anthony Milford, what happened to the next big thing, or the prodigy as they called him? Started off well at the uh, Raiders. Everyone was calling him a franchise player, as he would in America, and the the greatest thing ever to happen. Um, But he came to the Broncos, started off well, was in a grand final appearance, but has fallen fast and hard um, since that. Uh, form drop. Who do you who do you blame for this? Uh, it's probably a mixture of both. First, his form definitely dropped after the grand final. Obviously, there was a bit of a shattering confidence, but he needed to build himself up. But then also, you got to look at the club failed him in a way by not knowing where to play him. Uh, play him halfback, five eight, fullback, off the bench. Um, a bit like Jack DeBellin, uh not Jack DeBellin, sorry, oops. <laughs> Apologies to uh, Jack Bird. He saw like uh, they bought him but didn't know what to do with him. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I believe he should uh, he should go over to Super League. Um, I think that's where he'll possibly end up. And I think he's probably pretty good. It'd be great for the competition. I think that would be best suited for him and the way he likes to play the game. Okay, one of the hottest topics, of course, has been the sin bin of headshots. For me, I agree with what they are doing, but I also disagree. 
Now, the parts I disagree on are when a player is slipping or changing position. What is a player meant to do? It's very hard um, to just change your arm or whatever. It's very hard, and I think there needs to be a... They need to look at that, and also when the arm comes up from the ball, there's not much they can do about that. Also... Um, also, the other thing I disagree with is there seems to be a lot of different interpretations by the referees. Now, I was watching the Penrith and Souths game, and there was a couple of high shots around the neck, and Grant Atkins, I think it was, a uh, special praise to him, he actually just said, we'll put it on report and then keep on playing. There was nothing malicious in it. While other guys, other referees have been happy just to say, see you later for 10 minutes. Uh, I think there needs to be a unified uh, balance between the uh, between all referees and they need to all sit down and what the interpretations are going to be. Um, I also think the reason I disagree with it a little bit is because of the rules. Um, I think we need to bind, wind back some of the rules also, um, in particularly like the scrums, need to bring back some of the scrums for the kicking the ball out and a few other things because that contributes to their head knocks is fatigue. So I honestly believe they need to look at, uh, they're going to bring this in, they need to look at um, finding, winding back some of the rules and look for a better balance and medium between both. Um, maybe talk to the players, I don't know, but yeah, there needs to be a better balance, I believe. But the reason I do agree is with what they are doing. You look at the hit on Pappenhausen, that could end careers early. Like, they, he's been out for three or four weeks now, and it doesn't, he's missing origin, and it doesn't look like he's still going to be, um, looks like it's still going to be another three or four weeks, which will probably rule him out of the origin series altogether, uh, which is a shame. And this ends careers very early. Uh, there's been numerous players that have have had to quit because of ringing the ears and, and the side effects of concussion. Uh, also, you've got to look at over in America when they did it, they had to pay out millions to affected players. Now, if they had to pay the amount they played the American players, it would cripple the game over here. Um, so, yeah, so I agree with it, but I think there needs to be a, a finer balance between, um, between it. Okay. What are we all so... Also, you've got to remember, junior clubs have been asking for this because uh, players look up to... Kids look up to these players. So if they see it on there, then they'll do it on the main field. All right. Let's get on to... Let's talk about the Raiders. Now, Ricky Stewart keeps on coming out and saying, you know, there's no problems or anything, but the headlines just keep on getting worse for them. Um, you've got massive issues off the field with and now George Williams being told and then there's conflicting stories about what's happened behind the scenes there. As I said, you've got issues with players, miss it, uh, wives and messages going through. It does not seem good at all. And every game they've led by 10 points and then just ended up leading in 40. Uh, it's not good. They can keep on... Ricky Stewart and the Rays keep on denying there's problems, but seriously, like, everyone knows that there is uh, massive problems, and I think their final hopes, well, they're gone. I don't see them coming back from it. It's too late. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the off-season. 
Okay, one of the things that I'm really annoyed with, and this is probably one of the other things I should should have put in the uh, disagree with for the headshots, is the amount of players that lie down and grab the back of their necks and milking for penalties. It is just becoming every time and you see somebody doing it. Now, for me, sometimes when the player backs into a tackle, what is the tackler meant to do there's nothing he can do about it but then it comes on and the player just gets up and he's grabbing the back of the neck they go and look at the review and all something is on a report Uh, for me to stop this I think if you end up doing that you're 10 minutes off uh, to make sure that you to make sure that your neck is better and it will stop people from doing it it's become a joke so hopefully, I believe if they take the players off for 10 minutes, if you do do that, it will stop. Okay, I know a lot of people saying that it's only May, uh, but it is basically a two-team competition this year. It's it's Storm and Panthers. Uh, the two the other teams I thought were contenders were obviously um, South Sydney Rabbitohs, but they've been smashed twice in a month by 50 points by the top two sides. And then you've got Parramatta Eels, who have lost to, uh, who lost to Manly. And also uh, got smashed the other night by the Rabbitohs. On, um, so, yeah, it's it's not looking good. It is, I know people say it's only May, but it is a two-team competition. And I'd be very surprised if it does end up... I'd be very surprised if it does not end up Storm and Panthers final. There was one team that... Could have been a smoking, and that was Manly Seagulls. Um, but for that to happen, Tom Choi would have to stay fit and injury-free. But as Newcastle showed on the week on and how to beat them is to simply just shut down Tommy Chavoyevich and then the attack for the Eagles is... South Sydney Eagles is shut down. So I write them off as well. So it's basically Storm and, and Panthers, final... Uh, rematch from last year. If anything different, well, we'll find out. Okay, uh, another topic is the first state of origin. Now, Townsville have got it. Uh, but I think for next year's uh, state of origin, game one, and I think a good way of saying to uh, to the Warriors for their sacrifice they've done for the last couple of years to stay over here to keep the competition going would be to have the game one in Auckland. I think that would be awesome for it. And it'd be a great spectacle for the Kiwis over there, always seem to be struggling behind rugby union. And I think if they put that game over there, I think it'd be a great idea. And as I said, a great way to say thank you to the Warriors. Okay, everybody, that is it from Andrew here on Armchair Critic. I'll see you again in a couple of weeks and uh, enjoy the football. See you later.